in a court of law, if you had hundreds of witnesses all saying the same thing, you would believe that, that thing actually happened. There's actually more proof for the resurrection than there is for almost any other historical fact or thing that we take as a historical fact, meaning like historical events, wars, Napoleon, whatever, even until recent times, right? So there's more evidence for it, and the early Christian church made sure that they documented the evidence for it. Hey, welcome to Whitefields Community Church Sermon Extra. Great to have you with us this week. And uh, we have just come through our Easter weekend with Good Friday. And uh, then we had a great family event on Saturday. And then, of course, Resurrection Sunday with an amazing sunrise service. And if you were part of that, it was just a joy to have, to be able to worship together with you and just kind of go through, you know, from agony of, of, of Good Friday to the joy and, and rejoicing in the resurrection. And so this, this week we finished up our series called Jesus Is and uh, the, the I Am statements that Jesus made throughout the Gospel of John. And this week we finished with Jesus Is, or Jesus said, I am the resurrection and the life. And so if you missed any of our services, we have a Good Friday up there, and we also have our Resurrection Sunday services, whitefieldschurch.com. You can find them up there and download them. And, of course, YouTube and Facebook and uh and of course, all of your favorite streaming platforms. And if you're watching this on YouTube or you know you're listening on your podcast, you know, go ahead and give us a rate and a review, a thumbs up, a like, subscribe, whatever it might be, and uh, share it with with somebody that you might feel that needs to hear the message of the resurrection and the and and what it means for us as 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 Christians. And uh, just might be that final thing that they need to hear to put their faith in Christ. And so, you know, whitefieldschurch.com, please like subscribe it certainly helps us boost us in the ratings when people are asking questions about who is Jesus and we can say you know you can um, uh, f be able to uh, give them Christ-centered and gospel-centered answers to those questions and so I'm here with Pastor Nick Katie pastor of Whitefields Community Church and you know as we looked at Sunday Jesus is the resurrection and the life and uh, I just wanted to start out with first uh, Corinthians 15 uh, just kind of to 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 walk into our conversation today and it says now if Christ starting verse 12 now if Christ is proclaimed as raised from the dead how can some of you say that there is no resurrection of the dead but if there is no resurrection of the dead then not even Christ has been raised and if Christ has not been raised then our preaching is in vain and your faith is in vain and so for us as Christians everything is about the resurrection everything about is about Sunday you know our entire hope is built on the fact that Jesus came and Jesus was raised and uh, so we just want to kind of talk about there you know there's some pushback from people it's like well you know Jesus didn't really raise from the dead or, you know, as I, I think I talked to maybe last week talked about my, my driver when I was living in Syria and he's like, you know, he's a Muslim or a Christian. He's like, well, you know, we're, we're brothers, you know, you know, in, in, in the faith. And we just disagree about <laughs> the cross thing and uh, what happened there on the cross. And, you know, for us, that is Without the cross, as Paul says, our faith is in vain. And so we just want to kind of talk, you know, what are some of the things that there's some of the pushback as to the resurrection, like it didn't really happen or it might have happened, but it didn't happen this way or that way. So what are the things we can talk about? Yeah, and these theories obviously are by people who don't believe 
the in the literal resurrection of Jesus. And you know, it is it is ex- it's interesting that we are people who believe that this man Jesus was God, that he died, and through his death paid for our sins, and then he actually rose from the dead. I mean, that's a pretty incredible thing if you think about it. And so it's, you know, you can understand why some people would say, well, hey, I've never seen someone rise from the dead, so therefore it can't have happened. It defies the laws of nature and science. Of course it does. I mean, that's the nature of a miracle. That's what we're believing in. But it's been said that, hey, if you can believe the first book, the first uh, verse of the Bible, then mm-hmm. the rest should be should be okay too, yeah. right? So if God created the heavens and the earth, if everything that is was created by God out of nothing, then can God do other things? Of course he can. So uh, clearly this is not just a new thing. It's not just like people have been wondering if the resurrection really happened like starting in the last 20 years. No, no, no. This is something that even from the early days of Christianity, people said, okay, I'm a Christian. I follow Jesus, but I don't believe in life after death. I don't believe there will be a literal resurrection. And Paul is saying, you can't have it both ways. We are people who believe this is what it means to be a Christian. We believe that Jesus rose from the dead. And without the resurrection, there is no Christianity. There is no Christian hope. And what are you doing? You're just living a moral life so that one day you're going to die. Why waste your time, you know, doing that? If you're just going to die anyway. And that, that was a big part of what we talked about on Sunday, right? It's a stationary bicycle otherwise. You're just spinning your wheels until you fall off and die. And if that's all life is, that's incredibly depressing. And there's really no, no reason to, to continue beyond the momentary hopes. And if your life doesn't have those momentary joys, then what is the point? But we have something beyond that. Okay, so your, to answer your question. What did people think happened? Well, some some alternate uh, theories have been proposed. Probably the one that has the most traction is what's called the swoon theory, which is essentially that Jesus got crucified, but he didn't really die. He was just passed out because of the pain. So then in the coolness and dampness of the cave, he was revived. He felt great rolled away his own stone, just kind of walked right out, karate chopped the guards, and did just fine on his own, just walking around. There's a lot of problems with that. Um, Here's the main problem. Nobody who knew anything about crucifixion would ever have believed that. Like crucifixion, they made sure you were dead. And the way they made sure you're dead, John's gospel tells us they stabbed Jesus in the heart, right? So they went around and they had to make sure everybody was dead. So with the other guys, they broke their legs to make sure that they would suffocate. With Jesus, they saw that he was dead. So instead of breaking his legs, they stabbed him through the heart. And the liquids that came out, water and blood, showed that he had already deceased, the way that that happened. Okay, so... um, Again, nobody who was familiar with the practice of crucifixion believes that it would be possible for you to recover from it and recover to the point where you were able to just, you know, go walking around and things like that. Okay, the other theory would be that um, Jesus was, he was, his body was taken by his disciples. And that theory was actually the one propagated by the Romans. It says in Matthew's gospel that the Romans were going around saying that Jesus' disciples had stolen his body. This is how the Romans explained it, which tells us one thing, that it wasn't in the Romans' interest, because here's another theory. So did Jesus, somebody took it. Was it Jesus' disciples? Was it the Romans who just took it and they didn't tell anybody where they took it? Well, that it can't have been the Romans. The Romans wanted to get rid of Christianity. And all they would have needed to do to get rid of Christianity was say, here's the body right here. Look. 
And yet they couldn't do that. And we can see that that was something that bothered them, that they couldn't do that. They wanted to do it. So clearly it couldn't have been the Romans. They had no interest in not finding Jesus' body. Then was it Jesus' disciples? I guess they stand to gain the most by uh, Jesus' body disappearing. They can make this claim that he resurrected, etc. But that doesn't explain the fact that all these people who claimed that he resurrected, they all, without exception, were tortured. They were all tortured. And you might say, okay, one crazy person might be willing to suffer and die for something that that is not true. And they know it's not true. Okay, but this many people, and not just when you're suffering, but your family's suffering, your children, your spouse, etc. And then you have all these claims of people who claim that they saw Jesus alive. Like in a court of law, if you had hundreds of witnesses all saying the same thing, you would believe that, that thing actually happened. There's actually more proof for the resurrection than there is for almost any other historical fact or histor thing that we take as a historical fact, meaning like historical events, wars, Napoleon, whatever, even until recent times, right? So there's more evidence for it. And the early Christian church made sure that they documented the evidence for it because they understood this is not like a normal thing that happens, right? So this actually takes some faith. It takes some believing to accept that this happens. So uh, those are the main theories. Uh, there are a few other really fringe ones um, that are probably not even worth mentioning, but those are the kind of the main theories. Yeah, no, that's that's good to to understand that you know, and and also you know, you even think about crucifixion wasn't exactly a badge of honor. Mm -hmm. It was a it was a scandal. It yeah. was a you know, it was a curse. Mm -hmm. And it's you know, you you realize Christians built have built their faith on what the Romans or even the Jews would have thought of as as somebody who was accursed. You yeah, know? and. That that's not something that you know a lot of people are going to hold on to while they're being <laughs> right. tortured. Absolutely, yeah. And um, I, I do remember one other theory. One theory I thought this one was hilarious. They said the ladies who went that morning they just went to the wrong tomb. They mm. took a left and they should have gone right, <laughs> and uh, they got lost. This tomb was open. Nobody's there, and they assumed that Jesus rose from the dead. Um, again, silly argument because the Romans, even as it's documented, the Romans reported that they didn't know where Jesus' body mm -hmm. was, right? So if they just went to the wrong tomb, they could have said, no, no, over here. <laughs> <laughs> right? yeah. uh, it wouldn't have been hard. And uh, oh, one other theory was that they just wanted to believe it so bad that they essentially convinced themselves that he did. One more theory is that Jesus actually didn't resurrect, but then like the legend of Jesus grew over time, kind of like Paul Bunyan, who was, maybe there was a guy who was tall and he had, you know, an ax and he was good at cutting down trees. But now all of a sudden, after a few generations, he's a giant and he has a big blue ox. And you're like, where did this come from? Well, this legends are created over time. People say, well, Jesus didn't actually do that it's just the legend grew over time. The problem with that is that we have reports from other people like Josephus mm -hmm. who says his followers claim that he rose from the dead, right? Right then. It wasn't hundreds of years later. It wasn't even years later. It was right away that Jesus was known to have been claimed to be rose from the dead. And again, these people suffered and died for it. They're not going to suffer and die for a legend, this is something that was very real to them, is visceral. They say in Acts chapter 4, right? They're recorded as saying, how can we not talk about what we saw? Mm -hmm. So, 
Yeah, no, and and Jesus, you know, we've we've talked about this in prior episodes, but Jesus Himself said that I will rise again. This will be your sign, the sign yeah. of Jonah, and it's kind of. Jesus staked his whole ministry on this very fact. Yeah. And so there's, he really set up, you know, that if this event does not happen, then the, the basically the, the, the Christianity has, it's a non-starter, mm-hmm. you know? And so there's just so much there, you know, for, 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 for us. And as you said, it's just one of the most historically, you know, verified um, uh, events that has happened. And, you know, many people like you, think of the case of Christ like Lee Strobel he represents many such people like himself who were atheists or were you know non-believers who set out to prove this thing didn't happen and came to the opposite conclusion and and you know you know and that's just maybe something we can you know for our listeners and viewers I mean if you I've met many people who've you know sought the Lord and tried to disprove and you know, God, God met them there, and 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 we're actually, you know, as as a, a um, aside, well, we're going to be doing a, a two-part class on uh, the uh, the evidence for the resurrection. It can be taught by a lawyer. Mm-hmm. Uh, here is part of our uh, um, Bible Learning Center, and so if you're attending the church here and that's something you want to be a part of, you know, that's just something we definitely invite you to, to come and attend. Um, we'll link all of the dates and everything in, in the, in the description below. Um, and that's something definitely, if you, you know, if you're like not sure, you know, about all the things that we're talking about, that your very faith is based on, it might be good of you, uh, you know, just to come and take part in that particular thing and, and have your faith, um, you know, grow in that way and be established on firm evidence because we you know we're not you know paul doesn't talk as one who is this is a a blind faith you know like well just believe whatever he's saying that if the christ does not resurrect then your faith is in vain that's not a blind faith that's a faith built on the evidence that was presented you know so that's just something we can uh you know we'd like to present to you as well if you're if you if you're living in the longmont area want to want to do that contact us info at whitefieldschurch.com if you want to be a part of that class and and come and join us and um also we wanted to talk as we you know as we transition now from this we're going to actually stay in the gospel of john and in our next series if you want to talk a little bit about it is going to be uh so that you may believe Mm -hmm. what are we going to be talking about our next series yeah so john's gospel is structured it's different than the other gospels which essentially seek to give an overview that's what i call synoptic means like overview um, the seek to give an overview of Jesus' life, ministry, and teaching. John's gospel is different because it was the last one written. So there's other one, gospels that have already been written. John says, you know, I don't want to tell the same stories. I want to tell you the stories that they didn't tell you. And he structures his gospel in a different way where his is structured around seven signs and seven statements. And he says in chapter 20, kind of his thesis statement, puts his cards on the table and says, here's what I'm doing. I am telling you these things so that you may believe and by believing have life in him. And so in the beginning, the first chapter, he lays out what he's doing. He says, if you believe, you will have life in him. If you believe, you will become, uh, you will be granted to be called a son of God. And then he says, okay, here's why you should believe. Here are seven signs that Jesus performed that shows who he is. And what's interesting, each of these signs points to a different aspect of who he is and what he came to do. So we'll look at 
the water being turned to wine. Oh, I think a lot of people totally don't understand the significance mm-hmm. of that. They're like, oh, it seems like a cool thing. I guess they needed some more wine at that party. And it's a very important Old Testament picture that Jesus is fulfilling by doing that. And if you don't understand that, you can't understand why this sign matters. But remember, signs always point to something beyond themselves. So what is this sign pointing to? And that's fascinating. Then we'll talk about a healing that took place. We'll talk about Jesus walking on the water. What did that point to? What is that a sign of? And so John's gospel doesn't refer to Jesus' miracles as miracles. He calls them signs, but he specifically focused on seven of them. And we're going to look at those two. And by doing this, we're, we're basically following the case that John builds, which leads up to chapter 20. Okay, I told you these things so that you may believe. Now I hope you will. Wow, no, that's that's exciting. Uh, so, yeah, and I'm looking forward to that. And uh, this great play, it's a great time to bring somebody to church, you know. Mm-hmm. We're beginning something, you know, like, hey, they're starting this new series. It's a great time to bring a friend. And this is, you know, this is it, so that you may believe. This mm-hmm. is a place and where the gospel is going to be clearly preached and, you know, and just the evidence for who Christ was and, and what he was here to do is going to be presented. So just a great opportunity, if you're living in the area, uh, to come out here to Whitefields Church. And we'd love to have you. So that's going to be it for today. Uh, Like and subscribe, please. And we look forward to seeing you next week. God bless.